And I'm your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Welcome on this fine Thursday. We've got a uh, special show for you, as always, today. So many things to cover. First off, Steve House joining us. Dr. Kelly Victory normally with us, but she is struggling, I think, Steve, right now to get home because I believe our airport is closed. So she's got her hands full trying to get things rebooked and handled and so on, and that's never fun. He deals with what I deal with, John, which is flying these days. It's just not that much fun. It really isn't. You know, it used to be, you know, side note, it used to be very fun and glamorous, and you'd look forward to it, and now it's a chore, isn't it? It is. I mean, I, I was literally in an airport in Houston, Texas yesterday, and you could not walk down the concourse because there were so many people in the concourse. Wow. But at the same time, at the same time, and every seat's full. They just don't have the number of flights they used to, so you have to right. connect to go almost anywhere these days. Correct. It's really painful. Yeah, it, it is not, again, it is not as glamorous as it used to be. At any rate, um, I'm happy that you're here with us, and it's been a few weeks since we've had you on, so <laughs> welcome back. For those of you listening, Steve House has been a good friend of mine for a very long time now, nine-plus years or so, I want to say now, Steve, that we've been doing different yeah. things on the radio and inside the radio show, outside the radio show, and so on, and appreciate all that you've done. For those of you listening, Steve was the former GOP chair of Colorado. But, Steve, you've been in the healthcare world for a very long time. For, for some of those maybe that are joining us for the first time, give us your background. Yeah, I started in healthcare as a biomedical engineer in 1983, which I, I was a computer engineer first, so in 83. So I've been in it for 40 years now. Um, I did take a little bit of a hiatus where I was involved in politics, as you mentioned, but I was still involved in healthcare even then. So I spend my days, John, looking at how healthcare works and doesn't work and some of the really, you know, unique problems and unique potential solutions. So mm -hmm. if you want to talk healthcare, I've seen it, probably seen it all, as much as Kelly, just not from the clinical side the way she has. And because of you and doing all of that you do there, you met Dr. Kelly several years ago during COVID, thought, hey, she would be a great guest for you guys to have on on a routine basis. We started doing that on Thursdays and just sort of happened to be the day of the week that it worked out. And now almost three years later, we're still doing it. Yeah, it's interesting because I actually met Kelly in 2015. Um, I was running the Colorado Republican Party and Kelly was a donor to the party. And so I went up to Steamboat Springs where she and her husband lived, and I said, you know, I want to talk to you about, you know, helping the party get better. We had a bunch of debt. And uh, Kelly said, so you're in healthcare. So we started talking about healthcare. She said, I'm not going to give you money because you're the chairman of the Republican Party. I'm going to give you money because you actually know a little bit about healthcare. Wow. And so awesome. um, that's how we met back in 15. And then she was on my healthcare committee in 2019, 2020, when we were, um, when I was running for Congress, Kelly was on my healthcare committee. She made such a contribution with regards to PBMs and cost and how we needed to fix healthcare. So she's been great. She gets it. You get it. I hope that we've been able. Well, I know we have been able because of you two to give out Steve literally. Uh, you know, just just tons and tons. And when I say tons, folks, I really mean it. We have given out tons of information on. I feel Steve the right side of all of what's gone on through COVID. You and I, even before having Dr. Kelly on, we're talking about the real data. You know, we're both data people, you from the computer side, me from sort of that, you know, automotive business side. And we were looking at the data early on and just really to ourselves, shaking our heads saying, we are not handling this correctly. We're not doing this the way we should. People are giving up their freedoms for safety, which was never the way things were intended to be. Even Christians were doing that. Churches were doing that, Steve. And you and I and Kelly all were just like, this is not the way this is supposed to work. And we're still talking about it. 
I know. In fact, one of the things that happened, obviously, over this last 10 days or so, and I don't know if you caught it, but Joe Rogan had Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on his show talking about vaccines. Right. And that it was the best three hours I've spent on a podcast ever, just listening to the podcast. And, you know, if Kelly had been on today, I would have said to Kelly, you know, Kelly, you've been telling us for, you know, more than a year, two years now that you're not an anti-vax person, but... I'm rapidly becoming an anti-vax person because I don't trust the system anymore. Right, and you, we, you know, based on what Robert said. Right. Well, and you, and and you weren't with us, but last week Kelly and I talked about that very subject and the fact that you know healthcare in general, I think Steve is really going to struggle with regaining some of what they've lost. In fact, here in Colorado, we just passed a a law. It's now a law in Colorado where we're going to regulate now the natural medicine side of the of the aisle, if you would. And my feeling is they're doing that strictly because they're losing business. They're trying now to regulate their competition, which is what you do when you're a big business. And that's what's happening in Colorado because of what you're talking about. I know. And, and it's unfortunate that it's unfortunate that we feel this way, but if you think about it, any time the government decides to get involved in something that was a startup or even a commercial business, stuff, bad things are going to happen because they're either going to raise the price and make it less affordable, they're right. going to regulate it to death, all those things. I don't want them involved in natural medicine because it will absolutely change what happens. And with what's going on with pharma and how pharma has manipulated the NIH, the FDA, the CDC, I mean, now it's scarier than ever. I, I, I saw an ad today, will you be the first one to take the RSV vaccine? I'm like, gosh, I hope nobody is the first right, person. Right, exactly. Because how would, you, how would you ever trust it with the incentive system that is structured around the NIH and people getting money for drug, drugs being sold hmm. that work for the government? That's crazy. I, I fully agree. All right, so give us an, a little bit of insight. I've just heard bits and pieces. I have not, and I will. Uh, I promise you that listen to the entire podcast, those three hours, but I have not listened to all of it. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Give us a recap of what went on with, uh, you know, with, with Kennedy and Rogan. So there, there was a lot of different subject areas, but, you know, the first was, you know, how do we make a vaccine? What really happens? Uh, how do we make any drugs? But a big part of this thing that's really, really messed up is as of sometime, I think it was in the late 70s, if you work for the NIH and you're involved with a drug company bringing a drug to market, and that drug then is successful in the market at any level, you receive royalties. Right. In fact, if John you know, gets royalties, you can get royalties beyond your lifetime. It's forever. Wow. So if you have people incentivized to bring a drug to market, and the maximum you can get in any royalty is 150 grand a year, and keep in mind the NIH has about somewhere around a thousand doctors work in there that are eligible. They're, they're taking in somewhere between 10 and 30 million a year royalties that go to those people. You'd have a lot of incentive to push mm -hmm. something into the market. Right. Hotez, the guy that the guy that they want Kennedy to debate is Dr. Hotez. Hotez was involved. He's got, he's got some of the patents involving the MRNA stuff and the, and the COVID vaccines. I mean, they, those guys are getting paid money to do this. They won't debate a guy like Robert Kennedy because he doesn't want to expose how big of a problem this really was. So Kennedy was talking about, he's a statistics guy, he's not a doctor, but he's, right. like you said, when you listen to him talk about fishing in the Hudson River, whenever you've sued somebody, you almost have to become an expert at the subject. And, you know, his concern was, you know, we saw children, my children, not us, you and I probably had three vaccines, three or four major vaccines, three or four shots um, when we were kids. Today, there's 16 vaccines that are mandated that that involves 72 shots. 
And right at the time that the vaccine mandation stuff started to happen is when, you know, according to Kennedy, we saw this massive rise in autism. And he and he talks about this. He said, you know, somebody who's fully engaged with autism as an individual, you know, the guys that are the, you know, half of them wear a third of them have to wear a helmet. You know, they're very, their movements are choppy. They have lots of issues. He said, you know, John Rush won't know anyone that's wearing a helmet at his age. Mm. Why? Because one in 10,000 people got autism in our generation. It was one in 34 as of about 10 years ago. And in boys, it's now one in 22. So there are people in my son's generation or in his children's generation that will see people who are wearing helmets the rest of their life. You don't die young with autism. You live a full life. Right. So, you know, you have this question in your mind that says, if there's a correlation between a massive change or increase in the amount of vaccines you're taking and the person's, you know, outcome regarding autism or other diseases like that, then you got to look into it. And the problem is nobody's ever really looked into it outside of lawyers who brought cases to court like Robert Kennedy and said, look, you, you can't argue the numbers. That's why they won't debate him because they couldn't, they couldn't come up with an answer. And why in 1989 did this all of a sudden change? It was a seminal mm-hmm. moment, a crisis occurred, and the only thing they can tie it back to is people started to get a lot of vaccines. Well, then he goes into a discussion about the fact that we were using mercury in vaccines. And the question is, why do you use mercury in vaccines? Use mercury because what they really want, and this goes to COVID as well, is COVID may have been using aluminum, not mercury, but it's the same effect. Once you put that metal in the vaccine, what happens is your body produces a mass quantity of antibodies because it doesn't want that in its system. It wants right. to get rid of it. So right. all of a sudden, guess what we were talking about with COVID-19? The first thing they told us was when we gave them the vaccine, they had a massive antibody response. Okay, great. That means the vaccine prevents transmission, prevents you from dying, all these things. Uh, no, it doesn't. But if you're a vaccine manufacturer trying to sell it into the market and you don't do transmission studies or any of those things, then you have this vaccine that causes a massive antibody response. Well, that antibody response may be killing you, as we've seen from the COVID mm-hmm. vaccine. Right. However, to market it and for the NIH and CDC and FDA and all those guys to approve it, they're looking for an antibody response and they get it because there's a metal in that vaccine that helps to produce that. That's you know a part of where they went down with this podcast was just talking about all wow. the evidence all the evidence that these impurities in these vaccines that have caused these problems. And remember, John, during the COVID vaccine process, there were batches of the vaccine that were much worse than other batches. Well, and and, and Kelly and I have talked about this even without you, Steve. The other issue that happened with a lot of those vaccines, especially I think early on, was we had very... Uh, I think newly trained or you could even say untrained individuals giving shots. Were they shaking the vials up correctly or was everything being mixed correctly? Is that why we have some people with more adverse effects than others? And even the batches themselves, was there the quality control that should have been there? So many unanswered questions, Steve, that, you know, really, I don't know that we're ever going to get the full answers to because even now we're not getting the answers from government, especially and or the drug companies all in one, by the way. We're not getting any answers from either one of them. I know, and we're not going to because to do that, you would have to have, you would then have to follow that with accountability. Right. And there's just not going to be not accountability. Happen. I mean, even even what we saw with some of the latest news on Wuhan, but let's go back to the vaccine for a minute. Um, your body, it's not rocket science. Your body, if you put something foreign in it, from a splinter right. in your arm right. to a sting from a bee, your body reacts to that. So now take a vaccine that you know, has something in it that's trying to create a reaction. That's essentially what it's doing. It's trying to create a reaction. 
because then that reaction trains the body that if this ever enters the body again, that it's going to have a mechanism to develop the antibodies to go after it. But if what you're doing to get a high antibody response so that you can get approval to actually market a billion-dollar drug, all you're looking for at first is a high antibody response, you could put anything in the system you wanted mm. to. Well, what does it? Well, what's best? Mercury is a good example. Mm. It went from uh, the argument was, well, you know, it's really important that we do it so people, their bodies will start to learn, and mercury is part of it. But then there's also the virus, the dead virus itself. But then they said, well, you know, we went to a different kind of mercury, and it leaves the body in a week. Okay, where does it go? Right. Well, we haven't really checked that, so they started looking at cadavers, finding out, oh yeah, the mercury didn't actually leave your body, it got out of the bloodstream, but now it's affecting the blood-brain barrier, right? They're crossing the blood-brain barrier. So neurologically, people end up with problems because the mercury ended up in their brain and it made it easier for bacteria, viruses, and other impurities to come through on mm. the blood-brain barrier. And, and Kennedy talked about that a lot. Wow. I mean, you, you know, you really get to some of these things that are going on in order to make drugs work. And by the way, we use like 31% or... 31% more drugs in American life to manage our daily life, vaccines and et cetera, than they do in the average country. And we've got half a dozen more chronic diseases mm -hmm. that are significant mm -hmm. problems anywhere else does as well. Great point. So that's the essence of where they went, and they went down, obviously, the path with COVID vaccines and why, you know, just the absence of safety testing, the, you know, the focus on the wrong thing. I want to get a drug to market, get an antibody response. I did that. The drug got to market. I made billions of dollars from it. Oh, by the way, I didn't really test to see if it prevents transmission. I didn't really test to see if it saves a lot of lives. And in the end, the virus gets so weak that now I'm going to build new vaccines. It's coming this fall, new COVID yep. vaccines. Right. Why? Because, you know, they, they know that they have to do something new to be able to remarket it. That's right, because so it's, more, it's more if they know what they have now. It doesn't work anyways. That's correct. Yep. It doesn't work. In fact, I don't think they knew. I, I think they knew it wasn't going to work very well to begin with. Agree. But the way to deal with it this fall is, as you say, COVID is mutated. Yep. You still should be concerned about it. We've made a brand spanking new vaccine that actually is better for Omicron Z or whatever that Wherever is. they come up the with. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It'll be better for it. So you should take this vaccine. And mm -hmm. sure enough, a bunch of people will. That's right. All right. Hold that thought. We're going to come right back. Steve House again with us. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is up next. And don't forget to ask about the Quiet Cool system, which this time of the year works fantastic in keeping your house cool and saving you money by not running your air conditioning as much. Find them at klzradio.com. Your Quiet Cool whole house fan uses 90% less energy than running an air conditioner and saves you money on your energy bill, making it a win for your wallet and for the environment. Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air is your source for quiet, cool technology. During the summer, an air conditioner costs you a fortune. You can pull heat out of your home and enjoy a summer breeze indoors with a quiet, cool, whole house fan and let your AC run far less. The U.S. Department of Energy calls the technology the most cost-efficient way to cool your home. So don't sweat your way through this summer or pay a fortune to run your AC. Get your whole house fan installed with Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air. When you mention that you heard this ad on KLZ, you save $300 on a quiet, cool, whole house fan installation. Go to klzradio.com absolute or call 720-526-0231 to schedule your installation today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. 
Kurt Rogers, Affordable Interest Mortgage. I had somebody this morning actually asking me about a particular all-in-one loan. And if that's something that might interest you and you don't even know what that is, call Kurt and ask. It actually gives you a lot more flexibility with your mortgage than you have currently now. 720-895-0500. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And MLS 298-191, regulated by DOOR. Botanical Rush, don't forget there's a 25% discount right now. Just put in John 25. If you have a question for Myra when it comes to your own skin care and what product you may need, just give her a call and she'll help you. BotanicalRush.com. We know you're tired of spending hundreds of dollars on skin care products with empty promises. Myra Mesco is the founder of Botanical Rush, a Colorado skincare company committed to providing clean, powerful, bioactive ingredients to restore and rejuvenate your skin to a radiant, healthy glow again. Guaranteed. Myra has 20 plus years experience as a consumer advocate and her products offer powerful formulas infused with clinically established ingredients that will produce results for you just as they have for thousands of her customers. Botanical Rush formulas are pure, potent and affordable. With regular use, these natural and chemical-free botanical formulas support collagen production, protect the skin's precious moisture barrier, and they will transform your skin from dull and lifeless to radiant and healthy. Call today and save 25% with the John Rush discount code JOHN25 at checkout on first-time orders. That's BotanicalRush.com, code JOHN25. No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Again, Steve House with us and talking about the Kennedy Rogan podcast, which we don't normally talk about, you know, other things that sort of compete with us. But in this case, Steve, we do because it's such good stuff. And, and, and I, you know, Rogan does a good job of, of interviewing folks and, and doesn't mince any words and gets right after it. Now, question for you with Kennedy. Why is he a Democrat? Mm-hmm. That's a good, a good question. I mean, I think it comes down to, you know, for years we've said that, you know, John F. Kennedy would have been a Republican by today's standards, which is not not something we should celebrate because that just means even the Republicans have gone Correct. You know, too far to the left. Correct. You know, but the bottom line is Kennedy is still a climate change guy. He's still, you know, a an abortion guy in, in a lot of ways. I mean, he's very smart. There's no question. He's very well researched, very smart. He'd be a very difficult guy to debate. I actually witnessed him debate a guy... Uh, I can't remember what the guy's name was, but on climate change at CU, 
in Boulder. I met Robert F. Kennedy Jr. after that event. I sat down with him for about 20, 30 minutes and just talked to him about, you know, politics and stuff like that. He was a very engaging guy. Uh, it was not uncomfortable for me as a Republican Party chairman talking to him because he just really was a very straightforward guy. And I get it. I mean, I think there's some people out there who are saying, oh, you know, the best ticket in the world would be Donald Trump and, and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I don't believe that's the case. But um, the bottom line is I don't know why he's a Democrat except for um, yeah. He still has some of those issues on the social side that make him that way. And his family was traditionally Democratic. Which, you know, you and I can talk about that maybe at another point in time when it comes to some of these things. You and I talk politics a lot. But for those of you listening that maybe think he's the ticket, trust me, there's enough other things that he has going on in his world on that side of the aisle Steve just mentioned where, frankly, he would not be my candidate of choice ever. No. And you know what? The good news is, is, is that he, he presents a rational point of view on a lot of stuff. What he's really saying to the world right now, uh, partly from that podcast, partly from some other interviews I've seen from him, is A, the Democrats have lost their way on freedom. They really don't understand what freedom is. Mm-hmm. B, they don't understand the Constitution. He is absolutely a constitutionalist and you know believes that the Constitution gives us the right to, to really exist in America. And if we go too far away from it, we're in trouble. So that's important, and probably more important than any of the other things that we heard from him on this podcast and other stuff is, is the depth of corruption that exists in government mm, today. True. I mean, you know, I, you, you and I, we, we talk politics all the time. I mean, I keep asking the question, if Comer from Kentucky, who's running the committee that's investigating the Bidens, has all the information he says he has, why hasn't he impeached Biden already? Yeah, good point. I mean, what are they waiting for? Good point. Right? I mean, what, what, good what, point. What's happening in, the, in those, in mm-hmm. those policies? Do that. Or when you see Durham, you know, do his thing yesterday and you have, you know, Sheila Jackson Lee and others are picking on him because there was eight text messages between him and Barr, you know, during an 11-month period. I'm like, eight text messages, really? That that can constitute some sort of a smoking gun when they has, had nothing in those text messages. <laughs> right. The problem. It's just the depth of corruption. He, he takes right. it out on health care because vaccines have been a, you know, a, a big issue for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very well rehearsed on it. But what we all need to realize is, is anything is possible with this government the way it's being run. Very true. And absolutely nothing can be done about problems that should be solved. And, you know, billions and billions, hundreds of billions of dollars are spent on stuff that has nothing to do with making the lives of Americans better under the Mm -hmm. constitutional structure we live in. And I think that's the biggest problem we've got. If we don't figure out the corruption, it won't be a country anyway, as you know. Agreed. Dr. Kelly Victory joining us as well. So, Dr. Kelly, thank you, by the way. You must have found a break in the action to call us. So thank you. Welcome, by the way. Well, I wanted to be here so much that I made sure they canceled my flight. Apparently, DIA (laughs) is completely shut down because of thunderstorms. So I am now driving back home, uh, oh, and I'm going to try again tomorrow. Well, so, uh, sorry about that. It's a bit of a mess, it's a bit of a mess but it, the the, uh, the bright side is I now get to join you guys. And well. I understand that you're talking about uh, about my friend Bobby Kennedy, and I, I mean that. My, I've known Bobby for a long, long time, well before COVID, um, and was very much a supporter of his um his decision to throw his hat in the ring for the upcoming uh, presidential election. Um, I heard Steve talking. You're absolutely right, Steve. You know, Bobby has certainly been identified with the, quote, anti-vaccine movement. These uh, vaccines have played a big 
part in his uh, in his recent career, but that's really not where he started. He's you know long, he's an unbelievably accomplished individual. Uh, not only is he uh, wicked smart and incredibly well read, uh, but he has a long, long history as an environmentalist. He's been very much involved in environmental things for years, um, and I. I I interviewed him uh, a couple of different times for, for recent shows, and I asked him point blank. I said, you know, if there was one thing that you would try to do as, you know, as a president, you know, what is the thing that really will fix this? And he was very clear. He said, we need to get the government to stop lying. Yeah. Stop lying. Yeah, can't argue that one. Yeah. And he means that not just with regard to vaccines, not just with regard to the environment. And, and to be clear, he and I disagree on a lot of things, right. uh, certainly with regard to climate change and those sorts of things. Um, but we are in lockstep regarding um, the fiasco that has been the uh, pandemic response and the absolute distrust, rightly so, that people now have in the powers that be, whether it's the FDA, the CDC, the NIH, certainly uh, the agency capture by Big Pharma, the fact that uh, the pharmaceutical companies absolutely own the mainstream media on both sides, by the way. Uh, Roger Ailes, uh, you know, acknowledged that that 70 plus percent of all Fox News's revenues come from pharmaceutical companies. So it's not just, you know, MSNBC Correct. and right. CNN. That's right. and, and Bobby Kennedy is acutely aware of that and how the fraud and corruption has really uh, had a devastating impact, not only in things like the vaccine schedule for kids, but on the veracity uh, of the the studies that appear in our storied uh, scientific journals. You know, the, the the oracle that I used to you know, I used to go to the Lancet or JAMA or the British Medical Journal, thinking that I was doing best, you know, by my patients by going and reading the studies only, frankly, to learn now that much of what I read was propaganda. Wow. They were PR pieces. And, and Bobby Kennedy is very, very much aware of that. So I have referred to him as the anti-corruption um, candidate, and I, I truly believe that. Uh, but he is somebody who I think, despite what everyone always says, I think he's the one guy who actually might be able to drain the swamp. Interesting. Well... And again, as I always say, there's a lot of time between now and then on both sides of the aisles. We'll see how some of that that plays out. Um, Dr. Kelly, I do have a, and by the way, text line's open. If, if those of you who are listening want to ask a question, we can get that answered from Steve or Dr. Kelly, 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222. So one of the things, too, that's just come out here recently, in fact, you guys have probably seen that this week, uh, Alex Brenson's been talking about, who, by the way, is also somebody else that's very much on our side, but is not a conservative by any stretch of the imagination. So it's interesting that we're having a lot of folks from the other side come to this side with this particular subject we continue to talk about. And he's talking about how there's now more and more information coming out about the, you know, the leak that happened at the Wuhan lab, the Chinese scientists that uh, believe, you know, the Americans believe has, you know, they fell ill with a respiratory virus back in November of 2019. Uh, we're not releasing any of that information as government is concerned. We just continue to bury those things. There's some real solid evidence out there that support all of that. But Dr. Kelly, why, I mean, why are we not hearing about that? I mean, what, wh Where's the harm in telling people exactly where this virus came from? 
Well, because the there are fingerprints uh, on it that people don't want to own. I mean, not only Anthony Fauci and Peter Daszak and Ralph Barrick and others who were absolutely involved in gain-of-function research, absolutely paid for that with U.S. taxpayer dollars that were funneled to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, despite the fact that we had put a moratorium on that kind of research in this country, there are people who have been complicit in this. And I'm not saying that they purposefully released this lab-manipulated virus uh, from Wuhan, but they absolutely were doing it. Uh, And Anthony Fauci has perjured himself, not once, not twice, but at least three times in front of Congress talking about this. There are people whose fingerprints are all over it, uh, including, frankly, the Department of Defense. Right. And if they acknowledge it, uh, they acknowledge that this actually, they know damn well it came from a lab in Wuhan, and we have email traffic really proving it. it it's the smoking gun uh, from FOIA requests. We now know that you know they clearly were talking about it. They have patents on it. Uh, you know, my 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 buddy Peter Hotez, who is you know the sort of the Antichrist. Uh, Peter Hotez had a patent himself to do gain of function research on coronaviruses back dating back to 2016. Hmm. He re- he received uh, funding to do that. So I think the reason that it's damaging for them to let people hear about this, John, is because it absolutely implicates our government mm-hmm. in participating mm-hmm. in the development of that virus. Steve, I can't argue with anything there. In fact, before Dr. Kelly ever started joining us here on Thursdays, I had told you early on, and this was my belief and it still is, that this was a bioweapon of some kind being developed by us in the DOD and others, and Steve and Dr. Kelly, but Steve, you can answer this. I don't think I'm wrong. No, in fact, today there was an interview. By the way, welcome, Kelly. It's been a long time. Um, I gave John our history before we, when we started the program going back to 2015. Um, I, I, there was an interview today, John, that really bothered me as much as any I've heard recently. It was with a scientist from the Wuhan um, lab who indicated that they had gotten a grant for $45 million from Anthony Fauci, that they were, in fact, doing gain of function, and that it was being managed under the Chinese military wow. at the Wuhan um, virology lab, and that that same Chinese military structure was doing the same kind of research inside the United States right now. Wow. And like, oh, so oh, wait no, a minute, let me no, get this straight. Yeah. We got, Go ahead, we, Kelly. We got, we got stuff in Cuba. In Cuba, they, they have bases. They're, right. they're, they're watching us from Cuba. Now we've got Chinese military doing gain-of-function type research on, you know, viruses inside the United States. It was very convincing. That's all I can say. Very worrisome. Oh, there is no question, Uh, and there's an entire uh, branch in the DOJ uh, that was investigating the involvement of the Chinese Communist Party at some of our most highly esteemed academic institutions here in the United States and scientific labs, including, not the least of which is my alma mater, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, uh, places like the University of Texas at Galveston, Harvard, Yale, Stanford, Princeton, we know that millions and millions of dollars were being funneled from the Chinese Communist Party to set up these virology labs in the U.S., and they were doing this, absolutely doing this gain-of-function research on U.S. soil, 
And it was only when Barack Obama put a moratorium on gain-of-function research here in 2014 that Anthony Fauci and, and the folks he's working with said, well, we certainly aren't going to quit doing what we're doing, so we will just funnel the base of that research over to Wuhan. But the same people were involved, uh, Dr. You know, Xi Jinping, uh, the bat lady, uh, and, and others had been working here in the United States, and they just funneled that research or the, the base of it over to Wuhan. But it absolutely was happening and is still happening in the U.S. Wow. Well, and I'd said early on, and again, there's no proof of this. This was just my speculation. I, you know, I think as time goes by, we're learning more and more to where I don't think some of us that thought that way early on were completely wrong. But I had said early on, I felt like this was something that got released prior to it being fully developed. I do think it was a bioweapon in that it would affect, and I think the, the data, Steve, even shows this, that it affects different people differently. And if you want to build a bioweapon specific to certain aspects of that population of a particular country, my feeling always was that, you know, some country could go to another country and say, listen, we've got a weapon that will do X damage to your population, and if you don't do X, Y, Z in return, we'll release this, and this is exactly what will happen. I don't think it got fully, fully developed, but I think the early markings of this showed exactly what I just said, Steve, and I don't think I'm wrong still to this day. No, I mean, I, I clearly, there's, there's so much, it's so much deeper. It's like the tip of an iceberg. We, we don't see what's underwater. I mean, we can see the obvious corruption and the stuff that's going on, John, but we don't know what's really underneath a waterline or below the waterline, and there's so much more going on. I mean, not only did it happen in the United States, but you said, what if there is a lab leak theory? I mean, New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, were talking about lab leak theories even today in the newspaper. Right. Why are they still talking about it? Well, quite frankly, if you find out people blame China, you can't necessarily just blame China on this. If we were the ones paying for gain of function, first of all, we are culpable. The United right. States of America right. is culpable for COVID. The second thing is, there has been no accountability, none. How is it that no one's been fired, no one's been charged with a crime? None of that has happened. If we don't have enough evidence to know that Peter Daszak and Tony Fauci and all these guys were involved in something secretive in terms of gaining function that led to the coronavirus coming out, until we get the lab leak theory is the only theory, maybe they're a little bit in the, you know immune to it. Mm. But, man, I want somebody to be held accountable. Yep, this agree. is a worldwide disaster. I agree created by the United States and China. Yep, it's what you have to, And what you have to recognize is that every week they can let go by without us being able to prove this or without turning stuff over. Every week that goes by makes it harder and harder to prove it. That's right. First of all, the Chinese have already gotten rid of all the evidence. That's right. They, they've already, Good point, Dr. They've Kelly. Already disappeared. That's oh, right. They've already disappeared everything, including, I can pretty including much guarantee some people. Showing how the some people. They, they, they've disappeared That's right. some people. That's right. Um, so, so they've disappeared all the records, all the samples, all the vials, and frankly, a heck of a lot of the people who could talk about this. And every single week that goes by makes it harder and mm -hmm. harder and harder. They are scrubbing this stuff. That's so right. from Anthony Fauci's perspective, Peter Daszak's perspective, Every week that goes by is a win. The more they can obfuscate, the more they That's can right. drag their feet, That's the right. more they can get the buy-in, you know, of Facebook and, and Zuckerberg and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube to shut down any talk about this every little bit of time they buy. And that's what they've done. That's they've right. bought it. That's they've right. bought time. It makes it harder and harder, and that is their own. But 
they are trying to save their own skin. That's right. And frankly, because of the, uh, yeah, unfortunately, because the Republicans have drugged their feet and haven't demanded accountability. And uh, God knows the Democrats don't have any motivation to, to get to the bottom of this. We will likely never have mm. them acknowledge their mm. involvement. All right, hold that thought. We'll come right back. Got some questions coming in from listeners. You can ask a question, by the way, 307-200-8222. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. And if you have any kind of drainage issues, even when it comes to your plumbing, I mean drainage not in the house, but outside the house, sump pump, window wells, things like that, Hi-Fi Plumbing can help you with all of that as well. Hi-Fi Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Hi-Fi Plumbing will help you keep your basement flood free with the right sump pump solutions. Hi-Fi can save you from water damage and costly foundation repairs. A sump pump replacement isn't an expensive fix, but putting it off can lead to more expensive repairs like flooring, walls, and mold damage. Basement flooding can also lead to eroded foundations or even cause your house to shift. With increased rainfall, sometimes it's necessary to install a second pump to handle the extra water volume. It's hard to tell if the pump is working on your own, so have High Five come out and take a look for you. As a valued KLZ listener, you'll enjoy a waived service call fee and $50 off the repair for a $100 total discount. So call High Five today at 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or go to klzradio.com slash plumbing to schedule your visit. Setbacks, resolve, no need to worry at all. I'll call High Five for this. Call High Five for this. All right, folks, Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith. If you do not have a financial plan in place, get one. Al can help you with that. Find him at klzradio.com. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial has seen many of the things that can interrupt your retirement plans. He's like a coach. He'll look over your plan and use his 30 years of experience in retirement advisement to ensure that you're ready for any unforeseen contingency. Retirement plans can be derailed by any number of things. Mike Tyson once said, everybody has a plan till they get punched in the mouth. Al has the experience to expect the unexpected. He knows that there's a 50% chance you'll need long-term care, and on top of that, a 25% chance that the care will last more than a year and a half. Your retirement resources must be able to handle these expenses while preserving your financial independence without burdening your loved ones. Al Smith will guide you so that you'll be prepared and help you analyze your entire plan to give you a peace of mind that comes with being ready. Schedule a short meeting with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial today by going to klzradio.com slash money and be prepared. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Colorado Heritage Education School System, if you're looking for an alternative next year to your uh, public education system your kids may be in right now, or if you're even a homeschooler and you'd like some different uh, ideas on how to do that, Colorado Heritage Education School System can help. Find them at coloradoheritage.org. With the school year coming to a close, you're concerned your student did not receive the education they needed or what you expected. Colorado Heritage Education School System, or CHESS, passionately cares about your child's education and progress, ensuring your son or daughter learns in a positive environment. CHESS offers over 20 high school classes to homeschooling families so you can customize your student's education to their unique goals. Don't let the woke public schools take away from the experience of going to school as a kid. 
Chess offers a Christian, conservative, K-12 brick-and-mortar environment for learning the essentials and more. Their high school diploma program gives your student a homeschooling education with a private school degree. The dedicated staff will guide you in establishing a solid plan for graduation with their high school diploma program. Give your children the right education by going to coloradoheritage.org to schedule an interview with the principal. That's coloradoheritage.org. This is Rush to Reason, powered by Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air. All right, we are back. Dr. Kelly Victory with us, of course. Steve House as well. We started off with Steve. Dr. Kelly joined us here uh, just a few minutes ago. A couple of questions that have come in, Dr. Kelly. And I know some of these we've already answered, but we're going to go ahead and do it again because we get new listeners each time, and I want to make sure we're getting everybody's questions answered. Can a vaccinated person shed spike protein to someone in a hot tub? Uh, well, these questions about shedding, and they're legitimate questions, are largely the, the, the real answer to most of these things is we don't know. Right. Um, there's no reason thus far for me to believe, and I've seen no credible evidence, that people are shedding um, spike proteins off of their skin. The concern really has been whether or not you can transfer them via bodily fluids. Certainly you could through blood products, for example. Right, right. Uh, and there's significant concern that you could through semen or other uh, other body fluids intimately. We don't even know yet if you can if it's transmitted through saliva. We do know that it's uh, excreted and can be transmitted through breast milk. Uh, but the idea that just casual contact with somebody or standing near somebody, uh, eating dinner with somebody, you know, sitting in a hot tub with them, I don't have any reason to believe or certainly haven't seen any evidence that that's the case. But as I said, the real honest answer is we don't know. Uh, and I hear lots of anecdotal stories about people feeling that they were somehow exposed to spikes because they had uh, symptoms. But I have not seen any verifiable evidence to, to okay. make me believe that that's the case. Steve, any comments on that? Have you found anything along no. those lines? I have not seen anything outside of what Dr. Kelly just said. You know, I think it begs the question, this is for you, Kelly, um, spike proteins are created by an antibody response to a vaccine. How many are important, right? I mean, just because you shedded, if you got a spike protein from somebody, does that mean your body's going to create more of them because it's exposed to the spike protein itself? Or is it just simply going to be you're going to gather a spike protein from the shedding, yeah, if that were happening? That's a really important, po really important point. Yeah, people who are vaccinated... You have the blueprint, you have the instruction manual that is telling your body, make more, make more, make spike protein. If you get exposed to a spike protein, you don't start making them. We know that the spike proteins themselves are, uh, can be toxic, but being exposed to the spike protein isn't the issue. The issue is, are you getting a transfer of mRNA from those people? Are you getting a transfer? And that's the concern with breast milk, for example, we know that you are getting spike proteins through the breast milk, and therefore, or you know, an infant could ingest spike proteins. But the question is, can they also be getting the mRNA that way? Um, so, yeah, this whole idea—I have not put a lot of um, concern, or you don't have a lot of concern about this the shedding issue. I suspect it happens to some level, but I think it is of all the things for us to be concerned about. That honestly is the least of my I agree. concerns. I agree. 
Uh, next question. I know you've done this before, Dr. Kelly, but comment on, and I know I think we did this even a couple of weeks ago, but comment on statin drugs. Yeah, well, the issue with statins, and, and as most people hopefully know, statins are the drugs that are used to decrease uh, cholesterol levels overall. The idea that you will decrease uh, particularly, quote, bad cholesterol and therefore decrease your risk of heart disease. They are the second most commonly prescribed drugs in the United States after sleep medications and antidepressants. Um, they're drugs, you know, um, that, that pe- many, many people are taking. The reality is this. It appears now on better review of the literature and the studies that much of it was propaganda sold to doctors uh, by big pharma because the studies on statins do not show, while they do decrease people's cholesterol, they have not shown any significant decrease in the risk of, of cardiac events or the decrease in risk of hospitalization or death from cardiac events. So while you can show a laboratory result, yes, look, my cholesterol went from 280 to 220 once I started taking this medication. I started taking Lipitor, and all of a sudden now my cholesterol is in the good zone. Turns out it hasn't had the impact that we were told it would on overall health and on overall outcomes with regard to, to cardiac issues. So, And there are lots and lots of significant bad side effects from from drugs like Lipitor, from statin drugs. Uh, they can wreak havoc on, havoc on the liver. They cause arthritic and joint issues in many, many people. Uh, so again, this is one example that appears to be largely propaganda that was sold to physicians and people bought it hook, line, and sinker uh, from the pharmaceutical companies because these drugs are huge money makers for them uh, and they haven't had a, the impact we were told they would, positive impact, on uh, overall health. Steve, one of the things that I know you you are like me on and Dr. Kelly as well is the free market, letting the free market do its thing and so on. And I have no problem with, you know, companies, drug companies, et cetera, making money other than I don't know that we really have a free market anymore when it comes to that because of the amount of lobbying and just pressure that's on government and officials and campaigns and on and on we go, kind of going all the way back to Kennedy's comments to Rogan about how corrupt things are. If we truly had a a free market when it comes to drugs, you know what, I'd be all for a lot of the things that they bring out and so on. My, my biggest issue of late is I just don't know what to trust anymore because to your point earlier on even the vaccine, they're rushing a lot of these things to market and then Dr. Kelly talks about statins and so on and so forth. Again, the point, Steve, I don't know who to trust and what drug to even take anymore. Yeah, you're bringing up a great point because free market capitalism is dependent upon the free flow of information so that buyers can make Correct. real decisions. That's well, right. If you, if you corrupt that by having a government agency endorse a product and then control the information you're allowed to see on that product, a.k.a. they wanted to hold the the COVID vaccines for 70 years, it's really not a free market in that sense either. And if you made it a free market by saying, don't negotiate yourself with the drug companies for whatever you want to pay, you would never be able to digest the information. It just doesn't work that way. It's, it would have been okay if the drugs or if the federal bureaucracies that manage it and that are responsible for safety were actually working the way they're supposed to do. But as we saw the Indian study that came out this week, 600 dead patients, out of 14,000 who got COVID vaccine, 600 dead out of 14,000 is 4.2% wow. death rate, which is about 10 times or 15 times higher than the virus itself. 
you can't have a free market if you don't have information. But it's even worse if the information you're getting is wrong or corrupted. Uh, I'll throw this one out to both of you kind of last. we got a few minutes left here. Dr. Kelly, we don't even have free market in your world in as far as the doctors and all of that goes. I mean, everything for the most part, unless you're independent of the system, is dictated by insurance company as to what they'll pay, what kind of care you're going to receive, and so on. We don't even have free market when it comes to health care, period, do we? Not, not a bit. And, and unfortunately, it's the insurance companies and the uh, the bean counters, the accountants, yep. Yep. who are making the decisions about what should and shouldn't be covered. Uh, as an example, a few years ago, the guidelines, quote unquote, the medical guidelines for mammograms for women were changed. It used to be that you should get a mammogram every year um, starting at age 40 and, you know, going going on. Then all of a sudden it changed to you should get a mammogram every other year starting at age 50 and only until age 65. Hmm. Now, this was not based on any new scientific study. This was based on an actuarial study, a financial study, where the, the healthcare insurers decided, well, yes, we know that we're going to miss some people who have early breast cancer, and we're not going to pick up some cancers in people who are over the age of 65, but that's the cost of doing business, and they'll just, you know, those are expendable. Uh, so these are decisions that were made, financial decisions, and unfortunately, once the insurer does that, what do you think your doctor is going to recommend? Your doctor is going to follow the guidelines, unfortunately, of the insurer. Uh, and that's all of a sudden these things become codified, but based on nothing that had anything to do with good health outcomes. Uh, these are things that had to do with the financial, with the bottom line for an insurer. And if the doctors want to get reimbursed and they want to be allowed to be, quote, in network so that they can take those patients, then those doctors end up following the guidelines. Yep. It's a highly corrupt system. Yep. It is not free market. And the only way around it is to come up with a parallel system where doctors free themselves from the constraints hmm. of certainly the pharmaceutical companies, but also the insurers. I'll leave it at that. Dr. Kelly, thanks for joining us and hope you get home safe tomorrow. Thank you again, as always, though. Thanks for having you bet. me. I'm glad I could jump on. You bet. Have a great afternoon. Steve, as well, thank you very much. It's always a joy having you, whether we're talking this or politics or whatever. I just I appreciate your friendship, sir. Yeah, John, and I would just say lastly that it's good to have someone like Robert Kennedy in a race for president because of the debate we'll have. Agree. Not because I'm supporting him as a candidate. The Agree. is what's important. Agree. Yeah. Steve, thank you. Appreciate it very much. As always, Veterans Windows and Doors is next. Dave Bancroft wants to help you with whatever that is. One or all. I say it all the time. There's 40% off right now. Give Dave a call. Find him at klzradio.com. Veteran Windows and Doors is driven to serve you better than any other window company ensuring they do what's right for your home and your budget. Owner Dave Bancroft will meet with you to review your window and door ideas while working within your budget. Veteran Windows and Doors wants you to be in the driver's seat from the first meeting to the installation. Veteran's website portal is designed for the customer with 24-7 support and scheduling. Their customers tell them how refreshing it is to get responses from Dave, not a service center. Dave creates a detailed job report before his team steps into your home. He plans by taking precise measurements and remains in contact with you throughout the project. He takes before and after pictures to ensure your satisfaction. And these are available to you in the website portal. For unmatched customer service you can afford, go to klzradio.com window and schedule your new windows and doors. klzradio.com window. 
Bruce Simmons, he is our reverse mortgage professor. You can actually hear Bruce with his own program here on Thursdays, right before my program here on KLZ 560. In the meantime, anything you need from Bruce, just give him a call, 303-467-7821. A reverse mortgage is not the impossibility you once thought. If you're properly prepared, KLZ's reverse mortgage expert, Bruce Simmons, can uniquely provide the expertise and advice that you need to eliminate your mortgage payment and do what you've always doubted could be done, give you more cash flow. Of course, you still need to pay your own property taxes and insurance, but eliminating your principal and interest payment will allow you to live a more financially comfortable lifestyle in your retirement. By calling Bruce to help you get this going now, you can move forward before additional rate increases take effect, and he can always help you go back and get more money when interest rates start to ease. Don't assume. Call the expert we trust for real and honest advice about your reverse mortgage. Call Bruce Simmons today at 303-467-7821. That's 303-467-7821. Or schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. K&R Home Transitions. In fact, you heard Catherine and Robin earlier, if you've been listening to KLZ, before my program, talking about their re-up program on their own program. If you've got a question on that, give them a call. 720-437-8210. You need to sell your home, but it needs some remodeling. That sounds simple. All you need to do is source contractors, research the market to find out what buyers are looking for, direct the work to be done, hire someone to clean up the mess, do the work, shoot photography and list the home, negotiate with buyers, make concessions, and redo some of the work you already did. Oh, okay, that doesn't sound very simple. But there is a better option. You can hire Kat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions and let them partner with ReUp to handle the updates with out paying a dime up front. Reup will remodel your home based on what will sell and increase value. They will do the work, clean the mess, and Cat and Robin will market and list the home to sell fast. K&R will help you navigate the process start to finish. You can let them do the work and enjoy the additional cash you make from selling a highly marketable home faster than you could have. Go to klzradio.com home to learn more about K&R Home Transitions and Reup. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, and again, thank you all for listening. We appreciate it very much every Thursday, especially. I know there's a lot of you that tune in specifically for this particular hour. But remember, we're here for three hours every day. So if you want to hang around, you're more than welcome to do so. We appreciate that very much. For those of you maybe that have just joined us for the first time, and you want to listen to this again or even send on what we talk about on Thursdays to someone else, go to the website, RushToReason.com, click on the show notes section. There's actually an entire page dedicated to Dr. Kelly Victory as well. But go to the show notes section. You'll see in the show notes section it all lined out as far as each day, the topics, Dr. Kelly or whoever else we have on. And it's really easy to find and send that on to somebody else if you would like to. So, again, if that's something you're interested in, go right to the website, RushToReason.com. This first hour, of course, every Thursday replays again from 6 to 7. So you can also hang around and listen to it that way as well. And we've got a couple more hours coming your way, so don't go anywhere. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.